Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conaway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch-fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. Hey y'all, how y'all doing today? What is up, Connectors? We are joking about accents and they're definitely going to come out in this podcast because we are so excited to introduce you to a other fellow podcaster. She is a podcaster, she is a speaker, she is a groovy dancer, and she focuses on emotional intelligence and really understanding your emotions. I'm really excited to introduce you to Miss Kay Cote. Do the accent, do it. Oh, don't you know? Sure, you betcha. I come from North Dakota and I moved to Austin, Texas about five months ago and I just love the weather. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Concluding the podcast, it's all we needed. That's all I need to have a better day, honestly. (laughs) Gonna go eat some hot dish now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wait, is hot dish like dinner? That's what you call dinner? It's like casserole. Casserole. So it's like you put it all in a big dish like with noodles and meat and vegetables and you, you bake it up with seasoning. I bet you make a mean casserole. I do. Uh, a mean hot dish. <laughs> I, I should not make dish. one. And it's all like gluten free and I make it all healthy. And like all the other North Dakotans are like, where's your starch? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, check the show notes later for the recipe to that hot dish. <laughs> yes, I will give you a recipe, actually. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're going to kick it off, Miss Kay Cote, in your podcast. One thing that I love that you open up with every single show is that you are that friend in your audience's corner. You're really just bringing your audience with you on this journey and helping them elevate in many different ways. Obviously, it's the Elevated You podcast. (laughs) But I feel like that really aligns with our mission here at Connector. And that's why we're really honored to have you on our show today. I want to take it back to your journey a little bit, and we're going to talk about all the glorious, beautiful things you do, how your podcast kicked off, how you're getting into dancing and speaking and all of the things, but I feel like most entrepreneurs can agree that before they stepped into entrepreneurship, before they started their business or started this venture, there was a moment that they knew they were meant for more. And there was a moment that there was just that deep burning desire within. And I want to kick it off with the conversation of what that looked like for you. This is one of my favorite questions because, you know, there's, you know, everybody has like a pivotal points throughout their life that they grow in. And a few of mine have helped bring me to this, who I am today. And when I first started entrepreneurship, I was coming out of a bad marriage I had probably the worst year of my life. My car was T-boned. I was caught up like the insurance was trying to like take my car away. Like I was in this mess. And then I was working at a job where it it was just a very unhealthy culture. And I actually had caught my boss saying 
really, really inappropriate things behind my back. And I made it a point there. I'm like, I'm, I'm meant for something better. And that's when I actually had made my exit plan. And this was 2015. And I, and I left. I left and I was like, you know what? I'm starting my first business. I opened my LLC and I started doing graphic design services. And that was my f- very first pivot point. And it stems back. I got to take it back a little further. When I was a kid, I was actually bullied from ages 5 to 14. And that bullying, I felt that same feeling when I was in that office, when I was working for that person. And for me, I was like, I am not going to take that. And I was like, I'm not going to be the victim. I'm going to step out of the situation. And something just told me, this is your time. Give it a shot. And I never looked back. Mm. Do you feel like sometimes you need to learn a lesson and you get handed the exact same challenges in different ways over and over again? Because from 5 to 14 to in 2015, I don't know how old you were at that time, but something kept coming up over and over. And Rachel and I are no strangers to bullying as well. We were both very bullied. And and there's times where that that pain point is triggered sometimes, but you took it, you did something different with it. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like when you're meant to learn something, that challenge arises over and over? Oh, 100%. We're faced with the same challenges over and over throughout our life until we learn from them. And that's something that I've, you know, just experienced different times in my life of, you know, dealing with a bully personality, even if it's in my own head. And that's why I always say I'm that friend in your corner, because I want my guests and my or my listeners to know you're in a safe space here. Like you're allowed to be you. And I'm your friend no matter what, because I would that's like the one thing I never want someone to feel like I'm not open to them, if that makes sense, because of that experience. And so that was my biggest pivot point. I I was just like, I've had enough. I'm not going to be bullied in the workplace. I'm stepping out of the situation. I was stepping out of that relationship as well. And I just I I finally took autonomy over my life. And I was like, let's like get in the driver's seat and, and try something new. Hmm. I know that oftentimes when we have that desire within us, that's like, I know I'm meant for more. It happens multiple times in your life, right? It's not just a one and done. I'm meant for more. And then I start something and then it's forever perfect, right? There was that moment you knew you were meant for more when you were being bullied in elementary school. There was a moment you knew you were meant for more when you stepped into that workspace, when you were hitting a point in that relationship where you knew you were meant for more, right? Maybe there's moments when you compare yourself to yourself and you're like, no, I'm meant for more. I'm meant to show up better for myself right now. But oftentimes, the moment when you know you're meant for more and the moment that you truly allow yourself to step into that power and say, this is enough, I've had enough, I'm, I'm becoming the best version of myself or I'm making this change, is different times. Oftentimes we have to sit in that feeling for a really long time. Mm-hmm. What was it within you that came up, for example, when you left the career space and stepped into entrepreneurship, what was it that made you say, I've had enough, I'm making this happen? For me, it was, you know, when someone is cruel, when someone like makes some like a specific jab, I think that just fueled me up to just say I've had enough. And it's just you get that feeling right in right in your heart that just says, okay, it's a nudge and it's like it's time and you see things start to align. Whatever your beliefs are, it's like I feel like 
when you start to be open to opportunity and start to have that abundance mindset in the thick of the scary stuff and the thick of the valleys, you start to see these little nuggets of ways to move forward and you just start taking them. There were just opportunities that started to present themselves. I had a, I found a mentor, like she just walked into my life and just amazing. And I've had such support. And I think that's a huge thing too, is like you find those people that support you. And so I'd say for anybody looking for, and they know they need change, they're in a valley, seek and you shall find. Start seeking opportunity, hang out with people that help raise you up if you're stuck in a situation where you're with people that pull you down. And so those are some of the things that I used. You know, it's like I had people encouraging me. I felt like something was calling me. And I was also just so damn sick of being treated like crap. And I was I got to a point where I had a feeling things were being said about me and I, I happened to just capture it on audio. And I was like, okay, there's my sign. Step away now. I had the choice to go. I had the choice to say, okay, I've had enough now. So one of our favorite taglines is you're always one connection away. And that only works when you do exactly what you just mentioned. You're seeking opportunity because once you're walking around in a room, every single day that you wake up, you have opportunity that completely surrounds you. There's resources, there's mentorship, there's guidance at every single corner, every single step. But you need to be having those awakened eyes willing to be or willing to see it. So I love that that kind of shift happened for you. And all of a sudden, all these doors are opening, right? So when these doors are opening, you take your leap of faith. Now you're going in and you're starting your business. You've got your LLC. What happens next? (laughs) Was it all sunshine, (laughs) rainbows? You started your business. You became a millionaire. Now you're on private jets and you made it to the Connector podcast. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so crazy how much has happened in like the last like <laughs> 10 years. You know, honestly, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. I was very scared. Uh, I had cried. I had nights where I was crying. I had experiences where I thought I can't do this. But the connections I made, that was the hugest thing. I connected with a, it was a women in leadership program. And that's something I signed up for right after I decided to leave my job. It came up. It was one of those opportunities I would normally say no to. I'm like, oh, that's not for me. It's maybe next year. And I said, I need these women in my life. That was the first group of women that I connected with. And then I graduated their program in 26, no, yeah, 2015, 2016. It's hard to remember way back. But that led me to another opportunity to get involved with a new community in Fargo, North Dakota. And then I ended up moving that September from Minot, North Dakota to Fargo, just because of that one women's group that posted one picture that said, hey, come volunteer in Fargo. I went, fell in love with the community. Then I was there in September. So it's finding the opportunities and then also like taking action on them and saying, I'm going to give this a try because that was, again, a stepping stone. I was like, this is the right move for me. This is how I can advance. Fast forward to 2022, end of 2022, and I knew it was time. We're moving to Austin. So then that was my next big move. So, mm. yeah, yeah, just doing doing the little, taking the stepping stones. I want to put a pen in what you said. We're definitely going to come back to connections and relationships because it seems like that's a factor that really hits on every point of your journey. I want to put a point in you taking the leap of faith to make an investment in yourself. 
that's how I started my entrepreneurship journey too. And Sam has many mentorship stories as well. And that's a big piece as to why we go by. You're always one connection away. And part of that is mentorship. And with mentorship, it doesn't just come from, can I pick your brain conversations? It comes from taking the leap of faith of making an investment. Mm -hmm. And what you just talked about was you made an investment into this women's community when you were leaving your only core piece of income, right? You mm -hmm. were stepping away from your nine to five. You were stepping away from everything that paid your bills. And you said, I'm going to invest in myself because I know where I'm headed. And you had faith in where you were headed. What would you say to somebody that maybe is on the fence of a investment opportunity and is in that scarce mode too of should I make this investment? Should I invest in myself? I would say to them, you know, go ahead and give it a try because what I have found in every time I've invested in myself is you get back so, so much more. From joining that group, I found my first client that ended up helping sustain me while I went and lived abroad in South Africa for three months. And so it's like when you join and invest in yourself, the universe, God, whatever it is, you're opening up to abundance and you're opening up to believing in yourself. And you have to believe 100% you can do it. And if you have those days you don't believe, that's when you have those mentors. You have those women in your corner. You have those coaches. And that's what makes the difference is you have the support system. There's just something about the synergy. I don't know what it is. But as you've probably seen many times with the work you do too, it creates abundance. It creates building and growth. I love that you speak about abundance and that investing is a transaction of energy. And I feel like money mindset was a huge thing I had to learn stepping into entrepreneurship because you go from time for money to I'm putting in a ton of time to build my business and I have to figure it out, right? Money is different. And so you have to look at money different mm -hmm. stepping into this new space. And one thing that I heard that really helped change my money mindset stepping into entrepreneurship was it's not you are buying for something in return and it's not this exchange you're giving away, you're spending, your money is leaving you. You're receiving a new energy that's just as equal, if not more. Mm -hmm. And when you invest in a mentor like you did or you invest in a community, you invest in an opportunity like you said, there's so much more that comes from that that is just going to lead you to the next opportunity, to the next opportunity, to growth. Because mentors, right, they probably spent five, ten years learning what they're about to teach you in a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And you're saving so much trial and error time. You're saving so much of time and effort that you're putting into these things. I feel like... You love talking about money mindset. <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> Spill the tea. I was just going to piggyback off of that. Essentially, you know, resources, again, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. You can find exactly probably every blueprint you ever could need on the Internet, on social media, on YouTube. Granted, all of that's out there. But what you're not seeing is tons and tons of people making millions of dollars from never investing from anything and just reading and simply just watching podcasts and simply just, you know, studying the internet because money essentially is a tool, right? We guard it so close to us. So when we 
energetically send it, give it to someone that we are looking up to, all of a sudden, all of that noise, it gets fixated on that one thing, that one person, that one mentor, and you're ready to go all in. You have this confidence that you've never had before. You have the support, like you mentioned, that you've never had before. And all of this noise, this information, this data, everything out there, it doesn't even matter anymore because you have that one thing and you're fully fixated on making sure that that seed that you planted, your money that you planted is going to sprout and grow. And I love that that is something that was a part of your journey. It's something Rachel and I keep really clear and near to our heart too, because mentorship is huge and, and, and not only us, but our community as well. So you invested in a mentor, you had all of these great connections, and you graduated from this program 2015, 2016, then what starts to happen next for you? Then that's when life really started to blossom again, because that, you know, that first year, it was hard, you know, because you are alone. And I found myself living alone and I didn't have my partner anymore, you know, in my personal life, too. And I was like, how am I going to do this? You know, how can I handle that? But then, you know, joining that women's group and finding my first client was huge. And then I had the opportunity to to explore, to expand, to, to make that move to Fargo. I became a minimalist. I got inspired by the minimalist podcast and they were speaking at TEDx. Became a minimalist. And then I met a dear friend who actually I went and lived with them in South Africa for three months of my life. Actually helped him build a business there. Graphic design, doing my thing there. And we were selling products there and I couldn't like technically work for money, but I could support and provide graphics and help build the branding around this product. And we got to do really cool things with that. And so it took me around the world, you know, it, it just like opened me up and like I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I was in the nine to five. I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I didn't invest in myself, take the leap, go to Fargo, see the minimalist talk, go to South Africa, come back and then start growing the business more in Fargo. Always remember, it's all about stepping stones. Everything can lead you somewhere else. And sometimes, sometimes you're going to try things that don't work for you. But at least you can say, hey, I tried that. I gave it a shot. It wasn't my culture. It wasn't my whatever. But I tried it. And now I know that's not what I want in my life. And so I'd say, you know, give yourself the opportunity for trial. Give yourself the grace to try and put yourself out there. And that's what I learned that year, especially. Mm. I feel like entrepreneurship can feel in the beginning, like you're running, 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 and then you trip and fall and you get a major <laughs> face scab, you know? There's that trial and error and then you get back up. You bleed you out a little. You bleed out a little, <laughs> but you learn something, right? You get better and then you run, 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 and you're running even faster. And it happens over and over again until finally you reach that freedom. And I think one thing is really interesting about your journey. A lot of people start entrepreneurship because they want the freedom of time. They want the freedom of vacation. They want the freedom of travel. And you had the opportunity of experiencing that prior to really fully stepping into running your business. And then you were kind of doing it while you were balancing your business. So for people that travel or maybe they want to step into that minimalist lifestyle, but they got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> what What would you say to that person? Was there an emotion of releasing your emotion to being attached to stuff, 
to now being attached to experience and adventure and traveling? Yes, it was incredible because at that time in my life, not only was I letting go of the stuff, I was letting go of toxic relationships. I was just in this kind of like purging of just everything around me and like more so taking audit of what I care for and what I what I don't need in my life. And that was a really huge step. And becoming a minimalist, it was hard because I love my clothes. I love my stuff. <laughs> I, I I'll i be a minimalist if I can keep my closet. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about minimalism. It doesn't mean you have like 10 items in your closet or capsule wardrobe. It's just is you look at what isn't serving you. And if your clothes are serving you and you love them and you enjoy wearing different things, then that's serving you and you don't necessarily have to get rid of your closet. It's more so about what taking audit of what's serving you and what's not. It could be a relationship that you know you need to let go of, a friendship, a business partner. You know, you could look at it in other ways. Inboxes. You put you off. <laughs> no, you guys are, you guys are very... <laughs> You're Please right. You're right. Okay, we out. <laughs> Please stay together. You guys are awesome. We love you. <laughs> uh, but I think it's just yeah, taking audit. What's working? What's not? Because when we shed what's not serving us, we can really invest more into what is, mm-hmm. and we can also have a clear vision of maybe an opportunity or something that was there that we didn't see before, and that we can bring into our lives. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that perspective, mostly because I recently just moved. And so I haven't really studied a ton on like minimalist and and what they do. And I thought it was you own 10 items, but I'm learning that that's not the case. (laughs) But I really I can appreciate that deeper. Recently, I had just moved from one house to another and there was so much stuff. Mm. When you're moving, you have so, maybe not everyone, not minimalist, (laughs) but I had so much stuff to sort through and I got rid of half my closet, half my shoes, half the stuff that was probably in the house. I was like, I don't need this. And it was bags and boxes full of just things. And I was Mm -hmm. like, how did I somehow get all of this <laughs> yeah and I and I was like I, I want to give it away I want to take it you know somewhere else and I remember that release feeling there was that release oh it's amazing and there's been so there's been business partners there's been relationships there's been friendships connections that have also been a release that I've had along my personal journey as well mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the people listening can maybe think back to a time whether it was stuff whether it was relationships whether it was a business that wasn't serving you and when they finally were able to let go and release Lisa and have the grace to do so and, and trust that maybe what's next, even though they don't know what it is, they don't know what it's going to look like, they don't know how it's going to get there. They just know that if I can release, this is going to open doors to more opportunity or more focus on the things that I love the most. So I really love this topic and I'm, I'm, and I'm happy that you brought it up. I want to shift gears into now you're on your journey. Okay. So we're living in Africa at the time, right? So now you come back from Africa. Is, is there anything else that kind of happens while you're down there? Africa was incredible experience. You know, I met a man. That's who I was with. was my partner at the time. And he showed me an incredible journey. I mean, I would recommend if you have it, if anybody has it in their ability to travel and not be a tourist, but actually experience and take time to understand culture and live in the culture I was thrown into a non-English speaking culture 
and had to navigate that for three months. It's funny, take it full circle. I ended up teaching fitness classes to some of the South African women and that's how I bonded with them. And that's kind of full circle now with like when I teach dance fitness or I'm moving and like my movement is a huge part of the work I do. And so that's how I bonded. That's amazing. That is so fun. I love that. And you guys couldn't really understand each other through your words, but Mm -hmm. you were still able to teach them through dancing and movement. Through movement. And like they could understand the English, but they they're so shy to speak it. Mm. It's kind of like, but one on one, I got to know people and they would speak English. They're like, don't judge me on my English. I'm like, I just want someone to talk to. Like, I feel so weird right now. I'm so outgoing and I can't, I can't, it's like you can't hear. It's the weirdest thing. But then, yeah, they started to come out of their shell and I made some great girlfriends. Like I, I went back again in 2018, saw some of those girls again, taught more fitness classes and it actually was such a bonding experience. And so I learned a ton. I would say to anybody, try living in a, a different culture. It really opens your eyes to to the world. I think one thing that is always talked about in business is lead with value, lead with value, lead with value. How to make connections is to lead with value. And that's a great example of how it doesn't just correlate to business. It correlates to life. If you want to build a relationship and connect with somebody, maybe it's somebody that you can't relate to. They speak a different language or they're just somebody you wouldn't normally connect with. If you can find something that you're passionate about that brings the creativity out of you and just lead with value, teach them dance, right? They teach you a new language. They give you connection over time. Mm-hmm. You led with value and you were able to create these really deep relationships you never knew you would have been able to create or cultivate without just leading with value and being yourself. Yeah, that was a, that was the biggest thing. And I don't know if you guys know the Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram 7. And so I love to entertain. I love to make people feel good. And I love to make people feel loved and accepted. And so that is so true. To leave with that value of just saying hi or giving someone a smile, it can do wonders. But just even smiling or saying hello to someone or just having an openness to you, it just just makes the world so much more supportive and just like, if we can all support each other by by being open and being friendly to one another. Yeah. So traveling, you made all these new connections. You were learning new languages. You were learning new cultures. What would you say traveling taught you that you were now able to bring back to the U.S. when you started your business? This is, oh, I love this question because this really leads into the emotional intelligence. What I recognized over there is I had to tune in to my ability to read a room or to read nonverbal cues and tune in and try to hear a conversation without actually hearing the words. When I came back, I read a book. It was a couple of years later and it was about how to read, how to read people. It's called How to Read People. And it, I was like, wow, I totally did that and didn't even mean to do it. It was just like means of survival or means of like being part of the community. And so that really helped me jumpstart my emotional intelligence journey. And how can I use this kind of empathy and an ability to tune in to when I walk into a room, you can kind of read an energy of the room, what's going on in this room, how are people feeling in this room? That has helped me immensely, especially with public speaking and just being able to talk to a variety of different audiences, podcasting with different guests. You know, there's a lot that goes beyond the words that are said. There's a lot with demeanor. There's a lot with 
active listening, which we've talked about before. And so that really jump started my ability to kind of tap into that inner superpower that we all have. I just happened to be thrown into it when I realized I was in a kind of a culture shock. I was like, whoa, what do I do with this? I can't hear. I put my head up. I was like, okay, I can pick words out. And that really jumpstarted my my love for emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. There's a book called The Celestine Prophecy. It's a very woo-woo, woo-hoo, whatever we want to call it, okay? <laughs> Woo-wooners, <laughs> like if you're not woo-woo, it's okay. But there's a point in the book that talks about how would conversations be if everybody in the community was awake and everybody in the community was aware of energy, aware of sucking energy from other people, pouring energy into others and filling your own cup of energy before stepping into a conversation. And it talks about the just how elevated conversations would be if everybody focused on filling their energy first Mm. and then just actively listening to each other and trusting that the conversation will be led where it's meant to be led. Because oftentimes nowadays, especially in business conversations, especially at networking events, you can catch yourself being in a conversation and then checking out and thinking about what am I going to say next? Yeah. Like, I want to tell them this or I can provide value in this way. So you start making those bullet points in your brain and then all of a sudden you didn't even hear anything the other person is saying. (laughs) (laughs) And so it talks about the importance of just being present, listening and trusting that if you're present and you're just there pouring your energy into the other person, hyping them up internally with your energy, the conversation will flow. Mm-hmm. What would be your first one, two, three steps to anybody listening that really wants to transition into active listening and having those present conversations? What tips would you have for them? Oh, this is such a great question. I would say first, the first tip is, is like, let's take podcasting, for example, because that's something where you are going into a space, having a conversation with somebody or speaking. I have gratitude. I say, wow. I am so excited to be able to have this conversation with this person or to speak in front of these people because that helps to get rid of the nerves. That helps you remember why you're doing what you're doing. And that also helps you like remember the human being rather than like, okay, I'm just talking. I'm a talking head or I'm just want to get my point across. It's like, no, I I have a lot of gratitude. Like when I was coming over here, I was so thankful. I was like, wow, I get to record with you guys. And I just thought about that over and over. I'm like, this is a this is a blessing. This is a really exciting moment. That one. And then a number two, I always say the mantra, everybody out there just wants to be loved, accepted and heard. And that for me has been a game changer. And especially in those moments where I walk into a space that maybe my cup isn't full, maybe it's half full, maybe somebody honked at me on the way drive over. <laughs> maybe I'm just feeling depleted in something else maybe there's something else going on I try to remember everybody just wants to be loved accepted and heard just like I do and that's how I go into a space that's how I reset myself check my ego at the door Mm -hmm. that's how I check my ego at the door is I just remember this is bigger than me this is about the collective this is about everybody in their space and then I start to fill up on energy again like I fill up on somebody smiling and laughing somebody enjoying a you know the the great food that's put out like if it's an event and I just look around and I find joy in people that's a really big thing too I try to find joy I find connections and then number three active listening is is a lot like you said just taking time to not worry about your response 
and just trust and listen to the person because you're going to naturally formulate and, and find more of a relatability that way rather than I'm coming in with this point and your point may, you may have a good point yet. And you may still say that point, but maybe it's like you at least are open to a perspective or you're open to hearing what the other person has to say, or maybe it completely changes because like every conversation I have, I can grow from, I can learn from. And so those would be my three, three biggest points. I think that if you did not hear that the first time, go ahead and rewind. And even if you did hear it the first time, rewind, start at the beginning of those three points, write them down, tattoo it on your forehead, you know, stitch it on a pillow, send it to your grandma. Those are really great points. I I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. And Miss Kay, I want to talk about, as we wrap up here, I want to talk about what's on your wrist right now. Oh, <laughs> what is on I your wrist right now? <laughs> what is that beautiful thing? We talked about it before we came in, but I want to hear you share why and what that is. It kind of makes me emotional. Actually, I, I wasn't expecting that. But, you know, the VIP, this was put on my wrist when I entered into your event last week that, you know, your launch of the Connect Her. And I just thought, wow, like I felt because I just moved here and I was like, wow, I feel so much love from this bracelet. And and it just reminds me that I am a VIP. I need to remember that. I need to remember that going forward as we all do. We are all VIPs and we deserve to just pour into ourselves because that is how we're serving. We all have our unique gifts and abilities and we all are VIPs in those gifts and abilities. And we're meant to connect and we're meant to help each other grow. And that's what the VIP for me, first of all, like community is huge for me and just acceptance, former bullied kid, you know, I want to be accepted. I want to be loved. And this showed me so much love from, from y'all, you know, that was, that really made me emotional. So I'm keeping it on as a reminder of that beautiful event, as connecting with so many great women, as well as, you know, we are VIPs. We are all VIPs. We can all remember that we all have something beautiful to give to the world. I am so inspired by your gratitude and your presence. I feel like throughout this entire podcast interview and since I've known you, that is the one thing that I can just tell. It just like emulates off of you all of the time. It's just how thankful, how grateful, how loving, how caring, and just how personal you can be. It's really inspiring. It's really motivating. And... I personally took away a lot a lot from this conversation here. So so thank you for for being a part of this and being here today. Thank you too. I, I you guys have been so wonderful just to to meet and just like thrive on each other's energy out in the world too. I love it. Thank you. I know that normally you are interviewing others. <laughs> and so I feel like it felt good to just let you pour into the audience today and really share what's within you. And you're normally holding space for so many other incredible speakers. So it's been an honor to hold space for you today. We have to wrap it up today. But for those of you that want to hear more about Miss Kay Cote, she is a fellow podcaster. So hop on over to the Elevated You podcast. I'm pretty sure you'll hear from us over there if you want to hear our story. (laughs) But she has interviewed some very incredible women and men. We're not anti-men over here. (laughs) She has interviewed some incredible people on her podcast as well. 
Yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you here today. We will put in the show notes how to find her podcast, how to follow her on Instagram and follow her podcast journey, her story and all the things. Okay, last question before we close out, although I have a hundred more questions to ask you. What is one connection that has changed the trajectory of your life? One connection. Oh, that's so tough. There's so many. One connection, honestly, to go back to the podcast. A couple years ago, when I was just getting started, I came out of live radio and was just starting a health and wellness podcast. And I had started listening to, his name is Drew Perowit. And he has been the person that has inspired me this entire time. Like, I love the way he podcasts. I love how he is warm, kind, relatable. And I reached out to him. And we actually still to this day talk. He's helped me get started. We've had 45-minute conversations. His wife and I got lunch in L.A., that connection for me has helped me as a podcaster. To this day, I still reach out and I'm like, hey, you had that really, really awesome guest on. I'd love to have her on. And he gets me a link to book with her. And so I'd have to say, shout out Drew Perowit, that you've inspired me so much in this whole process, this whole three years, and just that back and forth connecting with him and his wife, Yasmin, has kept me going because they believed in me and they didn't have to. And like he he reached out and gave me mentorship. He didn't have to. It was a 15 minute call that went for 45 minutes. That's when you know. That's when you know. I was like, I should have recorded this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, shout out to Drew Perowit. I hope to have him and both both him and Yasmin on my show one day. But yeah, that's been, I think, the super connector for me over the years. I want to go back on what we were talking about earlier for a second. We were talking about the releasing with minimalism, you know, however you say it. We were talking about the release of letting go of your stuff, letting go of your relationships. And oftentimes when you start a business, you have to let go of a lot of people. Mm. And it's just people that are in a different chapter of their life, people that don't understand that everything needs to be on the Google calendar now. Mm -hmm. Right. There's some people that want to go out and party, maybe. And you're working on your business. And so when you step into entrepreneurship or even when you step into adulthood, it can be really hard to make friends. And the first step of that is releasing. The second step of that is putting yourself out there. And you just showed a great way of how you had this mentor. You listened to his podcast over and over. You're like, I don't know if he's going to answer, but I'm going to do it. And you put yourself out there and you hopped on a call. And then that call led to so much opportunity and We could talk for hours about how connections can change your life, but it all starts with you. It all starts with taking that leap of faith, knowing that you're meant for more and knowing that you are meant to connect with somebody and making it happen and just having that inner confidence to make it happen. It was a great example of that. Thank you. I I always say the 100% guaranteed no is the thing that you don't try. If you put yourself out there, you may get a no, you may get a not now, you may get a, hey, can I connect you with a different resource? But the guaranteed no that, that we're also scared of, like, oh, what if someone says no? Well, if you don't ask, you're going to get 100% no. But if you put yourself out there, you'd be surprised at how many people say yes and want to help. So I found that in my journey. People want to help, especially if you're genuine and putting yourself out there and pouring into others too. It's going to come back. So that's been my biggest thing is like, Just try it. Just do it. Just like, don't think, just do it. Put yourself out there. You never know what you're going to get back. Love that. 
Awesome. Well, it has been a beautiful episode. A pleasure to have you here today. I know you typically interview other people. And so it has been good to just pick your brain and let you pour your knowledge and your experience out to our audience. For anybody that wants to connect more with Miss Kay Cote, you can hop on over to her Elevated You podcast. I have a feeling you'll be hearing from us over there as well. She has a ton of resources for you guys to connect with the different speakers she has on her podcast as well. We went over a lot. We talked about a lot today. We talked about connection. We talked about traveling. We talked about freedom. We talked about transitioning from a nine to five, a uncomfortable culture to really stepping into your power, owning yourself, owning your vision, owning your journey and making it happen. It's been wonderful having you here today. I think you should close out with your accent again. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, sure. You betcha. Well, that was sure such a great podcast recording. Ladies, thank you so much. It's been just a pleasure. (laughs) We love you. Booyah. We love you, Connectors. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.